Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, D.O., and this motherfucker right here, one of my favorite people in the entire world, especially in the mortgage world. It is the one, the only, Kevin Murphy, top producing loan officer, Waterstone Mortgage. Welcome, or welcome me. So Welcome and, uh, you. <laughs> very happy to be here. Murph, we're super stoked to have you on. I teased you. I teased you a little bit. And some of the folks that you know that tune into this show were like, Jesus Christ, Dio, it's been this long and Murph Dog hasn't been on the show yet. <laughs> and I kind of, I thought about it. I'm like, hey, why? It's a bit of a dick move on, on my part. But honestly... I think we had to wait for the audience to get to where it's at. Like we're just right now at that ignition point with the audience where it's really going to take off and we're, we're going to experience some exponential growth. We almost didn't want to waste you <laughs> with the first 30 or 40 episodes. We had to get through episode 50, 60, 70 into the hundreds. And then it's like, Hey, we're ready now to roll out the All-Stars. And I love it. So, and, and I think that I joked with you the other day that you finally got to the B-roll. So. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah, you saw it as the B-roll, not me. I'm like, I had to wait for the perfect spot to slide that in. It's kind of like in my head if I was ever going to be a DJ, right? I don't waste my good songs for 9, 10, 11 p.m. I wait till right after midnight. Right after midnight, that's when like people have had enough to drink but not too much to drink. And then I just go ahead and crank it up, right? That's when I start dropping all the favorite, all the hottest hits. That's when I, I save my best mixes for that time. You've period. already worked your way through the wobble. We get it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've worked my way through the, the wobble. And I'm not ready to go like, you know, 2 p.m. I'm throwing in like Marvin Gaye and Daisy Dukes just because they're a crowd favorites and I'm ended on Sweet Caroline, right? Like, like WTFDO, like how you been playing cronk and booty music all night? You're going to end a Sweet Caroline because it's 2.30 and I can do whatever I want because these fools are drunk. No one's paying attention. Yes, but right now everyone's paying attention. Spotlight's on Kevin Murphy. Good. You cool with that? I'm very, very cool so with that. So let's talk about this. Kevin Murphy, how long have you been in the mortgage business? Good God, over nine years now. So over started, nine years, so going on 10 years. Started leap day of 2012. Yeah, so I, I love weird. that. You're working. Anniversary is February 29th. Correct. So technically, you've only had like three, no, no two, two, work, two work anniversaries. Two and a half years. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, two and a half uh, leap years, that is. <laughs> um, no, but last year, what did you do in production? Last year, 47, almost 48 million and closed uh, right around 180 loans last year. So 180 loans for 48 million. That's correct. Not a bad year. No. So that, that put you a, in the top 1% of all loan officers, top, correct? Top 1% in loans closed and volume. Earned you a trip to? To Costa Rica. Costa Rica. So, very, very exciting. Kind of got postponed due to do the Rona, but nonetheless, you won a trip to Costa Rica. Correct. You got uh, top 1% recognized nationally. Absolutely. Uh, pretty substantial W-2, and you're just getting started. Correct. So, so what I want to do, I know your story, obviously, and, sure. and in full disclosure for anyone tuning in. And by the way, if you're tuning in for the first time, if you're listening on Apple or you're listening on Spotify, you can also check us out on YouTube. If you're following us on YouTube because you searched the Loan Officer Podcast, and for whatever reason you want to get in your car and you want to be a safe driver and you want to listen, you can listen to us via Spotify as well as Apple. So we're basically anywhere you can find podcasts as well as on YouTube. If you want to follow our social, we are at the Loan Officer. We are at the Loan Officer Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, and then I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. You're one of many Kevin Murphys on LinkedIn. 
Kevin Murphy. I should be the only Kevin Murphy at Waterstone Mortgage Corporation, though, so that would uh, uh, limit down. And your website that. is? KevinMurphyHomeLoans.com. Cool. So if you have anything that we're talking about today that you're like, man, I'd love to know Murph's perspective on it, and you want his contact information, yes, you can try to find Kevin Murphy on LinkedIn, or you can go to KevinMurphyHomeLoans.com. All my contact info is right on that page. Beautiful. Now JC can like get off of my back, because last episode, I think I waited to the very end to actually like, you know, crank out all the different social platforms, the YouTube, the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts. We got it all done now. Love it. Okay, so you're one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Um, I've already said that. But I want the audience to get to know you. Sure. And and I also want them to get to know why. Because you and I go a little bit further back than uh, the mortgage industry. But your story is one that's going to bring so much um, inspiration to others. Because you started in this industry at what role? I started as a role that doesn't even exist anymore, uh, a production assistant. Production assistant. Some people call them LOAs or loan officer assistant anymore. A lot of the industry tends to call them loan partners or LP1s. Correct. But you didn't know what a mortgage was. I knew there was a T. So you knew there was a T. That's you, the you Googled it. You Googled it. You knew how to spell it properly. Correct. Um, but when you, when you came to work here, because you started at Waterstone, and you started, started as my production assistant. Yes. Like, I got to a point in my career where... I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I'm closing 86 loans a year. We're growing this branch. We're opening up a second and a third location. And I'm going to lose my shit if I don't get some help. And you and I have known each other since when? Golly, middle school, sixth grade. Sixth grade. I, I think the day that we met each other is, is still in question. Like I, I have us earlier than you do, but golly, 25, over 25 years. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Sixth grade, middle school, high school together, stayed yep. friends all the way through college, although you went to some school in Gainesville. <laughs> I stayed in Orlando. I went to UCF. National champions. Not National champions. Yes, we are national <laughs> champions in several sports. Cheerleading is one of them. Football may be another. Um, and by, honestly, an act of God, fate, um, you ended up here looking for a career change. Correct. Right, because your, your background prior to the mortgage industry, you were doing what? Hospitality and, and tourism. So, And uh, I think it took me a little longer to figure out what I wanted to, to do. And, and you and I spent that fateful day on the back porch where we sat around and talked for three, four hours before we had to be separated to, to, to go separate ways. But, but I mean, that was the, really the start of, of everything and my understanding of, I know we'll talk about later, pale. So you talked about it before. So, and, and just the beginning of, of everything. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's, it's a good story. Cause I mean, you were uh nice 30, 30 ish, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, oh, I'm sorry back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I wish I was still in my thirties. No, yeah. no, no, look, early, you, early thirties. Yeah, that's you correct. You married a younger woman and that <laughs> automatically will deduct three years from your life. Yeah. Um, and you didn't jump into adulthood right away the way that many of us did. So you actually, you know what? I'm going to give you 36. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to give you 32. I'll take six years off. Okay. You've okay. earned that. I'll get it. I'll, yeah. I'll take mid thirties. Yeah. So that, that brain's there. Yeah. No, but so, <laughs> but, but your story is one in which anyone listening, like I want them to understand that there's no right or wrong way to enter into this industry. Yeah. You know, we talk all the time about, we've had rookies on Casey McElroy, Mike Williams, by the way, you produced more than Casey and Mike combined last year. Uh, but you know they're celebrated because they were rookies. They came with no experience and wham, put up 23 million in his first full year, 24 million in his first 12 months. And your, your entry point is different. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna come and learn how to support a top producer. And I don't mind doing some of the grunt work early on. I don't mind being someone's assistant as long as you knew there was an end goal. Sure. 
right? And that was something, correct me if I'm wrong, I felt like I did from the get-go, was paint a broad picture about what the future could look like, assuming we met various matrix. Correct. And I think there was a point in time that I thought you would it would never change to what it, it's gone to now. I'm like, you're not going to give this up. You're, you're saying this, but it's not going to happen. And, and, and it did. So... Um, all right, so let's do this. Um, come a fast forward because you and I can sit here for like an hour in, 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 a, in a day. And we're trying to keep this episode to like 30, 35, 40 minutes max. Already JC's giving me eye rolls because anytime I try to timestamp something, like the good thing is the listeners and the viewers already can look on their on their platforms that they're using to, to view and listen Watch and be like, <laughs> Dio said 25 to 35 and this t- ticker says 55 minutes are left. Okay, well, guess what? I was wrong. Right. Uh, but I try not to be wrong, so we're going to try to keep it condensed. Um, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit, uh, but then I'm going to maybe slow things down where I think there's going to be some good nuggets, some takeaways and tie downs for the audience to take. Beautiful. But um, but it's, it's, it's a funny story because, yeah, I hired you out of like desperate need and I was like, oh my God. And I hired you quite honestly because... I knew you were smart, right? You and I met in gifted resource class, right? <laughs> yes. Shout out to Mrs. Hess. We terrorized that poor lady. I feel bad every day. Dude, she so was do a, I. Such a great teacher. So do I. I bet she was a great teacher. We were just absolute shitheads. <laughs> Her algebra uh, class really helped me out, though. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but but so so I knew you were smart, and I knew you were coachable. Like one of my favorite Kevin stories. I don't, I don't know if I've even shared this with you, but like you didn't really play little league baseball, no. right? You didn't. You maybe played one or two seasons, but somehow. Our freshman year of high school, you decided, hey, all my buddies are playing baseball. I want to, too. But because you hadn't played, your skill set wasn't on par with ours. But instead of just, like, not playing and you be like, oh, shit, you know, I'm not going to make the JV team as a freshman, you swallowed your pride. You went and played Little League as a 14-year-old high school freshman, and you got good enough that your sophomore year you made the team. Like, when I was hiring and bringing you on, that's what I told people. I said, look, here's what I know. I know he's smart because I met him in gifted class and I know he's coachable and I know that there's no suck that he's not willing to embrace. I was like, for that in in itself, I'm like, I think the odds are in our favor. And I was pretty confident if you hated it or your role didn't work out, we would either find you a role, you would quit, and you and I would still continue to get together two or three times a year and catch up and talk about about the old times. Yes. You know, like, like I was pretty confident in that. But like your first year, like, what was that like? Let's let's talk about what what did you do your first ninety days? Wore a tie every day, so we'll we'll start there. Okay, so, why did you wear a tie every day? I wore a tie every day because there was a certain point in time in my career I was going to ask have to ask people to do something, and so developing a respect and and dressing the part really kind of helped down the road where I had to go, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. Uh, And then kind of going back my first 90 days, I know where you're trying to take this. My first day, I sat on the floor and put together chairs. So like the the literal beginning of my career. We we had a furniture delivery and our office manager, who is like the glue that holds us together, she's also very frugal. (laughs) And and she made an executive decision to save the branch $90 and to have a bunch of new office chairs delivered, um, not pre-assembled. <laughs> and you, there you are in your tie. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tie it because I'm like, look, we've never had an assistant. And you're going to walk in here and I don't want someone treating you like an assistant. Because you were a, a college-educated, experienced professional who just didn't have mortgage experience. And I was afraid that people would talk down to you or not give you the respect that you, that you deserved without wearing a tie. So that's just, you know, hey, wink, wink, nod, nod to any other younger professional, younger in life or younger in your career. Sometimes you have to dress the part that you want to be. 
and you put together chairs because, well, someone had to do it. And although you were in a tie and you looked the part, you still were low man on the totem pole. Correct. But you didn't, at least I never heard you bitch about it. I never heard you complain about it. Never going to complain or bitch about something like that. I mean, the job's a job at that point. So yeah. my first day, like, it's password day. So you got plenty of time to do other things. Tell <laughs> us about your first computer. My first computer was uh, uh, my own iPad so that I was, was bringing in. So on a, on a daily basis, and I would sit uh, on the side of your desk. Luckily, I had that little uh, magic uh, uh, keyboard so I could type on it. But uh, I think it took close to the first 90 days for me to – I had a desk, but the, the, the computer took a little while to get here. Yeah, so. it's one of those things back in the good old days where we had to wait for, like, every commission check to cash. <laughs> I was going to say the branch, and, the branch and, checks. Yeah, <laughs> we had to make sure that all the other employees were paid. We had to make sure rent was paid. And that we didn't need any more like reams of paper. And then it's like, okay, well, can we save up $2,500 to buy this new guy, Kevin, uh, 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 a computer, a desk computer? But you did. You brought in your, your iPad and you just shadowed me. Yeah. Do you remember the first loan you ever did? I, I can. I can. Can I say their name? Um, I, you know what? I, I'll tell you this. They okay. worked for Whole Foods. They were moving down from New York. You're like, this person, we'd have no idea where they came from. So you cannot possibly mess this up. So enjoy. So, and, and I remember helping her, it's about four months in. So it's when I started my, my first loan and it was a, a purchase of somebody transferring down here. So, but I very clearly remember this woman. So, so I let you work on that loan because of why? Because there was no way I could possibly screw it up because there was no relationship tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's a big thing for anyone tuning in when you're training, uh, team members, staff members, rookie loan officers, it, you have to give them an opportunity to get out there and screw up. Okay. And you, you have to promote them making mistakes. But if you can choose which mistakes they make, make sure they make mistakes on files that aren't going to burn a relationship. Correct. Whether that's a refi because you can't really screw up a refi, <laughs> whether it's uh, financing a FISBO, right? There's no realtors or builders involved in a, in a, in a FISBO. A rescue is another one. Like, you can't possibly mess it up. Somebody yeah. just told you no. Yeah, so. I love that. Yeah, yeah. A, a loan that's being rescued. Although sometimes you need a more senior person to do a rescue. Well, it's the structuring, but the actual, like, uh, I think that the technician of, like, the second part of the loan, like, after you kind of put in, like, and you've worked your income and your assets. So. Correct. Well, once you know how it's going to be structured, the disclosing, locking, and, and following the loan through. So important. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is a very important uh, aspect of it. And that first year, for people tuning in, what were some of the most important things that were taught to you? Or that you learned on your own um, that helped make you and mold you into the top producing loan officer that you are today. I, I'll say it, and, and it, I spent so much time on it and, and so much time not on it because we were so busy. Um, and it doesn't work for everybody, but but it was Zinix for me. So like taking that underwriter training. So um, And then I happened to be lucky enough that first year that we were in the middle of, not everyone's going to remember this, but we were in the middle of a harp refi boom. And so there was a ton of refinances. So so to me, it was the, 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 the I was so lucky that there were so many loans that I could work on. And then just that outside training. So where I dedicated myself to reading all that I could, which I still do, listening daily to to uh, podcasts uh, like this one. Not yes, podcasts shameless like plug. Podcasts like this one, Murph. Podcasts like this one, and and there's also other things out there. And I'm not yeah, going to shamelessly no, plug them. Rob but, but Christman's one of them. Rob, we do like Rob. Christman. Housing Wire's one of them. And yeah, yeah. I mean, even even the funny guys out in California. Yeah, they're not terrible. No, They're not terrible. The, the, your audio levels are so much better than theirs. They can't seem to understand that you have to adjust audio. Well, and we tend to be less hyperbole. Yes. You know, I purposely stay away from the hyperbole. Just not not what we do, but we also do 
45 minute episodes um, where, you know, that's more of a five minute daily yeah. vlog. Sure. You know, but yeah, but you, was, you became a student early on. Correct. Both, both classroom structure, which by the way, I didn't ask you to pimp out Xenix. Um, I'm curious when we're going to get our plaque for like, uh, like a special award. Hey, Casey, if you're listening, uh, because <laughs> how I'm, many people I'm, have gone through, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious just in the past year, but man, I believe in their, in their product. I believe in their service. Like today I had a young lady reach out to me via um, YouTube and she was like, Hey, what do you know about? And she named some training company. And I just had to tell her, like I Googled them. I looked them up and I'm like, mm, never really heard of them. I can't say they're bad, but also can't say they're good. And from what I saw, they look like they're more compliance driven. And this course is more for people who want to be self-promoters, marketers, full-time loan officers, entrepreneurs, business operators, you know, advisors, yeah. uh, where that particular training. So like, I know technically you need to become a good technician. You found Xenix beneficial. I, I absolutely loved it and would recommend it to anybody who's getting in just okay. to teach you everything. And especially mortgage math, mortgage math is different. So thinking in eighths, like, so who does that? Like. I do. Well, you of course you do. I, I order my uh, my my deli meat at Publix. And I order in eighths. I always get <laughs> five eighths. Confuses the hell out of that poor high school six two five. That poor How high school that? guy or girl in the back when I ask for five eighths, is like, is is that like a quarter? I'm like, no, it's like five eighths. <laughs> it's like double that and add a little bit more. Oh, okay, yeah, like a half. No, no, it's no. like it's like a little bit more than that too. <laughs> Tiny bit more than a half. I love it. Uh, but yeah, mortgage math is something that that you learned uh, you learned early on. You mentioned pale. Yeah. Okay. Well, how how come pale stands out to you? And what does pale stand for? <laughs> pale stands for property assets, income, liabilities. And, and when did you first learn pale? I, learned, I don't know the story. Oh, I'll share it with you. So I learned pale. Sitting at one of our quarterly uh, meetings. So was over, this when we used to go to Wing House, order a pitcher beer and a bunch of wings? Absolutely. On a Friday afternoon. On Friday afternoon, we okay. could still get out. Which I can't God, those were the good old days. Never, we can't get out anymore. No, so it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I remember sitting there with you and like if you you grabbed a napkin, which I've seen you do with others, and you wrote pale on this thing, and and we walked through it, and and I remember that day. I don't have the napkin anymore, so that'd be kind of a funny story if I did. But but I have this napkin, and and it's I use it to this day. In fact, I could walk and, and show you like my I have a, a, a worksheet that I still use that in the biggest font on there says P-A-I-L so and it's, it's how you pre-qualify everybody yeah so, so um Kevin and I used to meet at the wing house there's a local wing house down the street from the office on Fridays uh he wasn't working here yet you're kind of that point where you're trying to figure out what's your next career move going to be and I was at a point to where I'm like oh my gosh I'm pulling my hair out I swear <laughs> I used to have this full head of hair it's luxurious and it, it, it back all, in, it, in middle school yeah it all got pulled out <laughs> and um and I'm like Kevin no he's like well what do you mean what do you do I'm like man I just described to people pale what's pale oh property assets income liabilities that is how we teach the mortgage industry and it's funny 11 years later 48 million dollars last year in volume and you still utilize pale I walked past your loan partner's desk yesterday and I saw she had a piece of paper with a big P, a big A, a big A, a big I and a big L and she was taking her notes because I'm pretty sure she was probably pre-qualling a, a buyer. Um, you know, it's funny. So I'm talking about bar napkins. Early on in your career, you were taught to do something else with a bar napkin. What was that? Oh, I think I forget that. Oh man. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. You should be able to walk into a bar and hand write Oh, your your itemized fee worksheet. Itemized itemized fee worksheet. Back in the day, we called them GFEs. Now yes. they're called LEs. LEs. But most of us that use an LE, we also have a different form that we accompany the LE with, which is the the itemized fee worksheet. Yep. Which and is... and I will tell someone. And I told this to Kevin. You're not a true professional until you can go sit down, 
have yourself, if you're me and Old Fashioned, if you're John Coleman under Groney, if you're you a Scotch. Scotch or an IPA. And, that's wonderful. Okay, or a night probably you probably both. You probably start with the Scotch and move over to the IPA. I think that's a that that's a fair assumption. Yep, and you may throw <laughs> in a shot of JMO. Um <laughs> if the night's going well. But at some point you have to be able to get out a bar napkin and you should be able to hand write. Uh, Which uh, I will tell you that I can do. I can still factor owner's title, even though uh, we've we've kind of moved and uh, even though the smart, title fees, smart fees does it for you. <laughs> That's yeah, correct. Cheater. <laughs> um, all right, so so I'm jumping all over the place, but yeah, we so we know you started as an assistant, mm-hmm. and at some point, just to kind of spare anyone listening, Kevin went from a loan officer assistant to a loan partner, and then when he became a loan partner, you had one responsibility besides upping your game, and that was to. Train my replacement. Train your replacement. And I invested heavily in you, but we invested heavily in Shirley. In Shirley. Yes. And Shirley's now the regional processing manager. Yeah. So you've done pretty well yeah. with, it, with your first couple of hires. Hey, me and Bill Belichick, man, we know how to put together a pretty <laughs> darn good tree, right? Or I just get damn lucky with the people that I'm able to bring on board. And then, you know, same thing happened with Shirley because we were growing the team, right? We went from doing 84 loans to 110 loans to 100 and 25 loans and eventually like 146 loans. Correct. Kudos to you because you outproduced the best numbers that you and I were able to put together. You outproduced last year. It was crazy when so, I saw that. When that happened, I was like, no way. Yeah, so. yeah. So, <laughs> so Mentee has now surpassed Mentor, which is one of the coolest things ever experienced, by the way. And like I say it to you as much as I can, like awesome job. Kudos. So proud of you. Um, but you and Shirley, because the team once was me, then you as the team captain, then we had Shirley, and then we had Marissa, and Marissa was our um, loan officer assistant at the time. Yeah. And what I think is cool is you trained Shirley with my help. Mm-hmm. But then by the time Marissa came on board, who trained Marissa? Shirley did. Yeah, so. with your with, help. With my help, yeah. Yeah, I was totally out of the picture by, by, by that standpoint. Correct. Um, and then over the past year, you've now trained... Camilla. So who's the next, uh, the next one upcoming, oh, she coming is the by pipeline. far... You guys have laid such the the fantastic foundation and cleared a path for 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 Cam that when as your production continues to increase the way that it has, you're going to need someone else. And what's really cool is going to be watching you and Cam on board that person because each time you elevated yourself, right? You went from loan officer assistant to loan partner to team captain to loan officer to now. I mean, it's the Kevin Murphy team. Right, and and in the the interim, you now have your own team that you're now you're now putting together. Correct. Um, but it wasn't always easier, right? Like none of this shit was just handed to you. No, I definitely had to work for it. I mean, and like like everybody, it's. And I mean, I remember when the the full transition started, and right before we we started talking, recording. So we were talking about how even I, like you know, when we when we transferred from you being the face to. Now it's not the Dustin Owen mortgage team. Now it's the Murphy Owen home loan team. That was a big change because there were people in, 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 in our industry, like obviously realtors that are reaching out to talk to you that maybe didn't want to talk to me. So at that point, yeah. and so I went through the same uh, growth pattern, I think as, as like a rookie loan officer. So where I had to go out, I didn't make my calls. I had to go have coffees. So I had to develop my own relationships and, and, and work on the relationships that we already had and, and see if they're going to continue to work. That's what's so cool about your story because, you know, there's, a thousand clients that knew you in some role, right? They may have made, they may have been clients that you did most of the work on to commit clients. That I did most of the work on, and those people know you as a part of the team, but there's also referral sources that knew me. Yeah. They only knew you as my assistant, as my loan partner. And they didn't necessarily want to not be able to talk to me, but I was getting to a point to where I'm like, look, 
you know, Dave and Mike and I have seven branches and we have a hundred associates and we're trying to open up branches eight, nine, and 10. And I can't do this and be a good husband, a good father active in my community because I'm reaching loads full time yeah, and, and, a, and podcaster, right? <laughs> Honestly, and podcaster. But um, as as we pulled those, those those strings off, do you remember what we did in 2018-ish, like the volume? Because I was like, 2018 was my last year being like, I'm all in, I'm doing loans. 28 million? No. Oh, was it not them? 36, 35. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was did like- drop, but I'm trying to factor, I think it was, okay. So I, I, <laughs> Yeah, well there, there was, um, well, no, you're right, because we dropped from like 35 to like 28, like from 17 okay. to 18. Yeah. Because then we went from 28, and I lost some. And the, yeah, yeah. So I, I dropped think, a little bit. I think that that's what I want people to know is like, yes, you know, yes, you did 180 plus units last year and 48 million in volume, and yes, you took over a team, but you took over a team that you first started off being willing to come in with no computer, and your job was to put together. Chairs, correct. Um, and and at that time, your schedule was pretty pretty easy, nine to five, right? <laughs> yeah. Eight thirty to five was what was your schedule. You weren't taking home work home with you. I went out for the weekend or on vacation. I left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You went on vacation and you left, but you were also compensated accordingly. Correct. Um, but but our, we watched our production go from thirty six million. As I started to step back, it went to twenty eight million. And when I totally took my hands off the wheel, it went to twenty million. It went to 20 million and we were like <gasps> a hard fought 20 million, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hard fought 20. It wasn't an easy 20 million. No. And, and now that was 2018, 2018 was a very rough year in the mortgage industry, right? It was, it was very tight with margin compression and every deal you're fighting for based on rate and fees and negotiating. But you also, I love this story. You got fired or fired your number one account. That's correct. What did you learn? Because what what I'm going to get into is how you basically went from 20 million mm -hmm. to 48 million. Okay, um, and it started with realizing, oh shit, we just went from 35 to 28. Now 28 to 20. A lot of that was me taking my hands off the wheel, me me pulling back, and people being not connected with you in the manner that they were once connected with me. So those referrals weren't coming in. But we also had a, a long-term relationship that basically had run its course. And then I want you to talk about what the past two years have been like, because honestly, to me, this is where you earned it. This is where you earned that top 1%. You earned that W2. And more importantly, the legacy that you're going to carry on for the next 10, 20 years as a top producing loan officer, you earned it in the past 20 years with the changes you made as a professional, right? You, you flipped the switch. So I want you to dive into that. Uh, but, I mentioned it, so I just want you to cover it. Uh, we know we saw the production going down. Some of it was market related. Some of that was Dustin pulling out related. Correct. But another part was uh, you had a major account that just roughly how much were you producing each month from that one one particular office? That office was worth 48 deals a year. So it was four deals a month were coming yep. out of that yep. office. Four, four deals a month. And, and look, we're, we're still friends with them. Yep. Um, it was something in a business standpoint that it just ran its course. But, um, and, and look, they realized that we weren't the best fit. We realized that we didn't want to be a part of what they were doing any longer. Um, so whether we got fired or whether we quit is kind of uh, irrelevant and indifferent 
because I think we were both on the same page that we were, it's kind of like one of those amicable divorces. Correct. Yeah. You know, we, like we, we all left happy. Like yeah. we still work together, you know, a, a, it's not, it's not four times a month, but a, a couple, a few times a year. What was so, your biggest learning lesson from that? That you can lose two things. Number one, having all your eggs in one basket is, is a tough thing to do, especially when you drop the basket. So, or the basket gets taken from you. So, yeah, so, so, so it's a little scary having all your eggs in one basket, getting all sure. of your business from one particular We source. did 96 loans the last year when we were tied with them and 48 of them were, I'm sorry. Yeah. 96 loans that last year and 48 came from that office. Yeah. So yeah, so you're down at 48 and you know, on our average loan size, I mean, how much volume is that? I mean, that's. Yeah, that's half. Yeah. That's half. So, uh, so that's lesson number one. What was the second thing you learned from, from, from that particular situation? That you can always rebuild. Yeah. So that like it's just because you lose something doesn't mean you can't go and work really hard to meet other people. Yeah. It wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't worth quitting over. Correct. Um, it, it, it forced us to refocus. It forced us to get better. But sometimes in life and in business, that's what you want. You want to always be sharpening your tools. We had maybe gotten a little dull, a little bit complacent. Um, so I love that lesson. I try to teach as much as I can to anyone willing to listen. It's like, Hey, what you said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But if you do, and that drop, that basket drops or it gets taken from you, don't freak out. Don't freak out. So, so you have me a very high drive individual, right? I'm coaching you. I'm mentoring you. I'm holding you accountable. The one thing I learned from this experiment, and it's been an experiment because many people were apprehensive to how it would work out and what type of success we would have with it. Uh, basically a top producer pulling his hands off and allowing his former assistant, uh, current team captain take over was I've learned I can hold you accountable way better than I can hold myself accountable. So let's talk about what did you do? What activities did you do in order to go from $20 million? Are you on a slide? 35, 28, 20. What'd you do to go from 20 to 48? So top three things you did. I was going to give you the top two, but uh, we can find Give me out. a third. Find a third. We'll, we'll hunt a third out. So number one, so it's just picking up the phone on, on Monday and starting to call agents again. So getting in contact and, and, and really getting to, part two of that would be belly to belly where I'm meeting people for coffee. We're meeting for, for, for drinks. Okay. So, did you have a certain number? Like, like, did you have a certain number of realtors that you were trying to call on Monday, a certain number of realtors you're trying to get belly to belly with face to face with? I would love to have two. I want two coffee or, or drink appointments a week. Like I want to be in front of people twice a week. Do beers so count? Least, beers absolutely count. Okay. So, between so beers, and I'll tell you yesterday. So I ran out of here a couple hours, a couple of hours early and met with an agent who we do a good amount of business with. And I met him and his kids over at Universal. So, and, and so, I mean, cause you're in Orlando, Florida, you have Universal nerd, Studios yeah. right in your back pocket. <laughs> so here's a really cool story about Kevin Murphy. He has, uh, by the way, uh, lots of nieces and nephews, but, it's too many to but, count at this but, point. but, but no kids of your own, but somehow you have season passes to SeaWorld, Universal and Disney. So it started oh. with Disney. Didn't think we'd end up with all of them and through random Bush Gardens. Do you have Bush Gardens too? It's included with the SeaWorld, but yes, it, it came right along with yeah. it. So yeah, you're like living, park nerds. You're Sorry. living every Midwesterner's dream <laughs> when they're like, oh my gosh, if I lived in Orlando, the, I, I love getting this question. How many times do you go to Disney? I'm like, in my life, I don't know, six. Like <laughs> what? You live right there. I'm like, yeah, I've probably been six times, but not Kevin. <laughs> Kevin and his wife, May, they, you guys like do date night. Like, oh, yeah, let's go to Epcot for dinner tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. Have a so, couple of beers around the world. So you went yesterday and you met one of your referral partners, yeah. one, 
of your top agents and you guys hung out at Universal. Yeah. I'm assuming he has season passes, you have season passes, you guys just met out there. Absolutely. So we ran out there and there's a brand new roller coaster that we happened to be able to get on. So it was it was great. Did you buy him a butterbeer? <laughs> I did not buy him a butterbeer. I did not end up in Harry Potter world with him, but I will gladly do that the next time we uh, we go out. Okay, so so, so uh, we're we're <laughs> little side note there, like little yes, rabbit hole. Tangent. But no, so you're saying Mondays. So Mondays you were choosing to call realtors. Yep. You're calling realtors so you can stay top of mind. Correct. I okay. just want to be in front of somebody. So um, what's the second thing that you did? The second thing, and and it's something still to this day. And I think if you talk to to most top producers, it's calling people on Tuesdays and letting them know what's going on. These Tuesday status calls. I'm sure. Um, this is not the first time that this has been mentioned on this call, but but. Um. So so let's dive into it because here's what you'll find. Some people are finding us for the first time. Okay. Right. Some people were just turned on to this to this today, and this is their first episode. Now, yes, if you listen to enough, enough episodes, especially some of the earlier ones, when we talked about theme days, I think that might have been the first or second episode sure. ever. Which, by the way, I'd, theme I, days are great. I, I I tune into the earlier episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so garbage. But it's just a <laughs> it's a reminder. It's not garbage. It's just right. we're that much better today. Sure. It's also a reminder that you have to start somewhere. You had to start as a production assistant in order to uh, mature or morph into a top producing loan officer. We had to start with some pretty grainy audios, not quite where it needs to be episodes just to get where we are. But Tuesday status updates is every Tuesday, you look at your pipeline mm -hmm. and then you're gonna proactively do what? I'm gonna reach out and, and now that I've got Camilla, so she's gonna reach out to, to the to more buyers. You, so, she's you and your team. My, yeah, the team. So, I, and I'm reaching out to, to buyers and listing agents. And what are you so, doing? I'm calling them, letting them know everything's okay and what's the, what's going on with the file, where we are. So and it's and a it's a, it's a status literally update. just yeah just status update. Hey, everything's going great. The files in underwriting or files conditionally approved. We're, we're gathering conditions. So it literally is just a now how did one that, minute phone call. How did that benefit your business? How were you able to go from 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 by doing that? How did it add more units and more volume to your production? I started when you do that. And when you call and, and, and making your introductory phone call to a listing agent, so that's going to get you those those belly to bellies, so those coffees, those beers, because what you're doing is at the beginning, you're talking to a listing agent, you're introducing yourself, introducing your team and saying, look, I'm going to call you every day or every Tuesday. So but what I expect out of this is if I do everything right. So that you're going to meet with me. So you're going to come. You're going to spend half hour. Okay. So this, an this, hour with this me. is a sales call for you. Hundred percent. It is. Yeah. And you're 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 guising it as a status update. Yeah. Uh, but you're calling the borrower. Who else you call besides the borrower? The the borrower's agent. The buyer's agent. The buyer's agent. Which is just another chance for me to talk to people that I already like working with. Yeah. But uh, maybe but, do you ever hit them up for another lead? Of course. Yeah. So, and then you're calling the listing agent. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like so Tuesday status update call. So you're. I don't know, 15, 20, 30 calls on Monday where you're just calling realtors. And I'm sure some of those phone calls uh, turn into a lead. Some of those phone calls are just chit chat. And some of those phone calls, you're, you inviting them to butter beer with you at Universal Studios <laughs> or coffee at Starbucks. That's correct. Okay. And then you're doing Tuesday status update calls. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is something that you're like, dude, if you just do this, even if you're not that good on the phone, if you just do it consistently enough, uh, but you're calling the borrower the borrower or the buyer's agent, mm -hmm. but you're calling the listing agent, okay? And that's the people that you want to meet because those are the ones that, that not only can send you more deals, but I've been referred to other agents because of listing agents. So, which is, is something that's great. They go, look, 
maybe I don't do as many buyers as I, I, I you want. So, but guess what? This other person in my office that actually handles the buyers is we think you'd be a good fit. So why don't you, you know, I'll bring them along to coffee. Have you ever closed a loan that was referred to you by a realtor you had never met? Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's one is of that, my is, favorites. Is that because of your calls? Yeah, I, I would absolutely say so. Yeah. So. so someone remembered you because you did Tuesday status update calls. You weren't able to get out and get belly to belly face to face. Especially not last year. Yeah, especially not last year during yeah. COVID. But somehow, some way, they're referring you Correct. because they liked how you operated. Yeah. Yeah. And that cost you zero dollars. Just it, it cost you a little of your time, opportunity cost, but yeah, <laughs> but, but but how much is a loan worth to you? Like you know, yeah, each of those, yeah, yeah, I mean, the incremental uh, loans. Yeah, it's it's worth a lot. What's the third thing? I thought of this, by the way. Okay. So, and I love this, and maybe it should have been number two. Keep consistent with your hours. Like, come to work, and when you come to work, you work. Okay. What are your hours? My hours are seven forty-five till right around five daily, Monday okay. through Friday. Seven forty-five to five. Yeah. And do you go out for two-hour lunches? No. No, what's your lunch consistently? If you don't have a business lunch to this attend. This is the, this is embarrassing, uh, but I'll, I'll get, so I love uh, Tropical Smoothie. Yes. So I go to Tropical Smoothie three out of five, maybe four out of five days a week, but but also I'm a, a workaholic, so I generally take two phone calls with me. So I have to get out of the office, and as long as I just change my environment, I'm okay. So I have a loop around in the area in the central Florida that we work in, so where I know, depending on who I'm talking to, where I'm taking my ride. So around. Yeah. No, what I love though, is if you come in to the Waterstone mortgage branch and you're here at eight o'clock in the morning, there's only a handful of people. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. I know who they are. It's every day. I, I'm going to say one is Kevin Murphy, $48 million producer. One is Casey McElroy. Yeah. First full year to 23 million. This year he's on pace to do 30 million. One's probably Barry Botwin, mm -hmm. who barely almost, Barry almost, outproduced you last year. <laughs> I think he's going to get you this year, Murph. He's added a couple this year. So I'm, you know, I'm like, now I'm feeling the pressure of adding that new LP one to, uh, he's, to <laughs> yeah, Barry's grown his team. I'm pretty sure you're on pace to do another 48 to 50 million this year. I think Barry's on pace to do about 55 million. Yeah. Right. Um, but like you, what you don't see at eight in the morning is anyone producing your, your 12 you, to $15 million yeah. producers are not here at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and you're, you say till five, but there's some days that you're here till six, six, seven. So, and you, you just know, so like you can feel the day. Do you work nights and weekends? I, I do. So I like to, to push sometimes against this. So I'll, I'll cut myself off, off on weekends and I've been trying to do a little bit more of that recently, but if someone needs an emergency pre-qualification and you've got my number, like I'm going to, as long as I'm physically able to and, and, uh, get away from something that I may be doing, Absolutely, I can make a call. But you're not in the office. No. You're no. not holding hours. No. Um, I've got a nice little home office. That was a nice thing. Thanks, COVID. So it uh, really helped me set up my, my home office and and, uh, and get all that stuff. How many so hours do you think a week you work nights and weekends on average? Probably three or four. Okay. So nights and weekends combined three to four hours. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. That's so. honestly most industries. I mean, <laughs> my father was a project manager for an electrical company, and he still did work at home. He gets the phone call. Something happened, and yes. it's like, oh, you got to make a, you got to fix it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my buddy Tom works for Darden Restaurants, and Tom still takes phone calls nights and weekends yeah. because if there's an emergency and he's on the emergency hotline, they call him. He has to fix that problem. Yeah, so what? it's not unusual. If you send me, or not you send, but if I, if I do 12, 15, 16 loans a year with you, and you're like, hey, I got an emergency, I need somebody pre-qualified this weekend. Awesome. So yes. let's do it. Yeah. Um, how about past clients? Did you do anything in particular that you weren't doing? 
when when I was in charge, right? When I was in charge versus when you were in charge, was there a shift in terms of what you did with your past clients? Because one of the things that you inherited was a past client database. That's something that a Casey or a Mike Williams doesn't have. Like, Correct. Uh, and, and anyone who's tuning in, who's this Casey guy? Who's this Mike Williams? They were guests earlier on the show. Both of them we did a feature on because they were rookies putting up some pretty stellar numbers. Now, compared to Kevin Murphy, they're rookies, right? Because Kevin last year outproduced both of them combined. Um, but just you know, just to kind of lay uh, a, a little bit of a foundation for those that maybe don't tune into every episode. Um, Shit, now I forgot where I was going with that with that question. We're talking about, oh, about uh, past clients. So and, and more just reaching out. So and and developing a, a program where we are calling. So and and thank you for reminding me because that probably should have been number three. But uh, I, I call number four. I well, think your four, hours. Yeah. I, I think honestly, you know, and what I was hoping that I could pull out of you, and I'm and you're doing it. So thank you. Um, was yes, you made calling on realtors on Mondays a priority. You made getting belly to belly, face to face a priority. You did Tuesday status updates religiously. You understood their sales calls. You worked a professional's work schedule. 7.45 to 5.15, Monday through Friday. And you sprinkle in some nights and weekends. You're probably adding an extra three hours a week to your work week. And when you're at work, you work. You don't fiddle faddle. You're not hanging out at the water cooler. You're not taking two-hour lunches the way you and I used to way back in the day, uh, back in the good old days. By the I, way, the I, good miss, old day, I miss that a little bit though. Like, you know, it, it does stink I, that I we don't. don't. I, I enjoy being able to pay my bills. Well, the, the, I, I, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy being able to take nice vacations, uh, and I enjoy being able to pay my bills. And back then, we probably had a lot of free time on our hands because you're going back to 2011. You know, like, 12, yeah. yeah, you and I started talking about this opportunity in 11. We actually made it happen in 12. Yep. In fact, you said, hey, Colleen and I are going to go backpack Europe first. Correct. You and your little sister are going to go backpack Europe. When I get back from backpacking Europe, we'll talk about my my pending career change. That's correct. Um, we okay. just talked about that being a decade ago. And we're like, I cannot believe that that's Not coming up. A decade up on, ago. She's, had, up she's had her third. She, she's been married and had three kids. Correct. Yeah. Three three little boys. Yeah. yeah. You, you started a brand new career, developed into a top producer, bought your first house, and got married. Yeah. All this, you know, since you did that, it's crazy what 10 years does. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so so your your fourth thing was, and I know this, so I'm trying to pull it out of you. Yeah, yeah. You leaned hard into marketing to your past clients because that was a strength you had, right? We talked when Mike Williams was on here. He's a rookie. He, wouldn't, he would not have a past client database of mortgage clients. But Mike came from the car industry. So Mike, in his first year, leaned hard into that. You know, Casey... Sure. He may have a mom or a dad that's really well connected because maybe his mom and dad went to high school and college here and he went to high school here and he could lean into into that. Whatever your strength is, you have to lean into it. I will tell you, when I was in charge, we weren't calling past clients every Wednesday. We weren't offering mortgage reviews. But all of a sudden, when you took over, we, me as the mentor and coach, you as, as the student mentee, we made it a, a part of your... Um, everyday routine because we are trying to solve for holy shit. How do we go from 36 million down to 28 now down to 20? How do we rebuild? Yeah. Right. We just, we just divorced our number one account. How do we rebuild? And those were the tenants. What was so cool to witness outside of looking in is man, you fucking did it. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't easy. It was hard. Was it ever comfortable? Like, were you ever at a point where like, gosh, this is comfortable. No, because as soon as the, I had a chance to probably become comfortable, we got so busy that the, the, you just the, the workload took away any ability for me to be comfortable. 
So uh, uh, closing, uh, we had these, we always had the goals. And I, I remember like we wanted X amount of leads, like that we'd celebrate that. And we'd want to close X amount of loans. And we had like a, 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 a volume for that. Tier, yeah. and, then a vo- and then a dollar volume. And so we'd always hit, we'd hit two of the three and we never could hit that 20 loans in a month. And so I look back at last year. Was it, it was 124, right? Was it a hundred uh, leads, 20 units and 4 million? Yes. We never so, did that when I was in charge. We didn't hit all three. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, twice last year. So we did that. So you did it twice. Twice last year, you had a hundred leads. You had over 20 fundings and over 4 million in volume. Yeah. So and we, by the way, I, I mean, want it's a lot to, 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 you start doing 23 loans. It's like, you're not doing a lot. So, <laughs> I, and I, I want to throw this out there. Um, your loan partner, Cam, she's awesome, right? Yes, absolutely. So I bet when you hired her, she had tons of experience. <laughs> she knew that there, there was a teen Morgan. She knew how to use a calculator, so a financial calculator, but and, and had kind of a, but but no, like as no. far as sorry, and I know what you're trying to pull out. No, she she did not. So yep. she came here, ready to. We didn't have to put together chairs when she started, but uh, she came in ready to put together chairs. So, yes, uh, and she's been with you for how long? A year. So a year today. A year today. A year today. So you, she started on her daughter's birthday. So, so oh, I didn't know that's her daughter's birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy May birthday! May the fourth be with her. Oh, um, but no, yeah, I'm going. Oh, it's your daughter. Three or two? She's either two or three now. Two. Two. All right. Uh, shout out to Cam and Cam's daughter. Happy birthday, Cam's daughter. Uh, no, but like I think it's important for people to know that you put up the type of volume you, you did with one assistant who was brand new and had no experience. It's not like you had this right hand who had been with you for seven, eight, 10 years. No, this was someone who didn't know the mortgage business. And at, the, at a minimum, you're like, can you just pick up the phone it rings? Can you just reach out to this person and request these five documents? If you don't want to know what the document is, like a divorce decree, ask me and I'll explain what I mean. Correct. But you're like, I just need help. And I'm assuming you got ex- exponentially better last year because essentially you're closing 15, 18, 22 loans in a month, kind of by yourself. I mean, you had Cam, but you didn't have the Cam today. Like the Camilla Groberia today is a bit of a rock. You and your wife may can go on vacation, and at a minimum, she can keep the fires put out. Correct. But so, you didn't I mean, have you're still that calling in every day. That's what everyone's got to remember. You're still calling in but even when we go away. But it is nice to be able to step away. And the last time we went away, my laptop, uh, it, it turns out that sitting outside in the morning in 20 degrees, drinking coffee and, and your laptop, that doesn't, that they don't mix well together. So, oh, that was your so, last vacation? Yeah, I lost my laptop. It, it, it came back. It worked. But, but yeah. Like, did it kill the battery? I don't know what it did. So yeah. it stopped working and then the screen just stopped. And then That's actually, as, as I coach Kevin, guys and girls listening, um, that's my next step for him is to get him to be able to go away on vacation and not bring his laptop. Bring your phone. Yeah. You check in on emails, forward some things, delete some things. Um, you know, offensive coordinator it, not even quarterback it, like like OC it. Right. Uh, but I think we need to continue to invest in Cam and possibly have you look into bringing on, elevating Cam to a loan partner and yeah. bringing on a true admin person. Correct. Which, which would allow you to do that. And that should be our 2022 goal for you. Um, and then that way you can actually go away for a full week and you're not up in the mountains with your wife sitting out in this beautiful scenery with a laptop. Have your coffee, have your book, and maybe have your your, your droid with you. Or your, are you an iPhone person or a droid? Of course an iPhone person. Okay, have, have your iPhone. Not but the droids. But, but you shouldn't have Encompass open on a laptop. That's why you have a team. You're there. You're, you deserve it. How about this before we wrap it up? Sure. Kevin Murphy's top three words of wisdom to anyone getting started in the mortgage business 
and or anyone looking to take their business to the next level? What's something that you feel like we could learn from you, whether it's from learn from your mistakes, learn from your successes, learn from your failures? I can think of a, I like this one and it's on my calendar and our wonderful sales manager, Ben Davis helped me to really to realize this. And, and Mike Smalley, who I know you've had on a couple of times before too, that perfection is the enemy of profit. So, um, and, and I love that once a month, I get a notification just to remind me because what you were saying about like being able to lay that laptop home, being able to, it's not that I, I don't trust. It's just like, I'm such a control freak that, that I have to learn to, to, to pull back. So uh, a little bit and realizing that life isn't perfect. So, and loans aren't perfect, but that's also in, in certainly my case. So like, you know, why I'm so good at what I do is because we take things in and, and they close. So, and, and I expect them to, and, and I expect a certain amount of. Well, and you're really you know. good because you're a freaking fantastic technician, right? Like your sales skills only come from you being a great technician. When you yeah. talk, you speak from a level of expertise and that comes across. Uh, you're not going to go out and sell ice to an Eskimo. No. Right? Like I'm not, I'm, I've gotten better at it, but I'm not the, I'm not the, like, I will give you this amazing credit. You, you could sell ice to an Eskimo. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a gift I have. But what you can do is you can go build an igloo and convince the Eskimo they have to buy your ice because your igloo is that great. And the only way to have a great igloo is to have the ice that you're selling, right? And I think that was your strength. Um, what, what are some other like tips, tricks, tidbits, words of advice that you can pass on? Uh, again, just going back, to, and I'm sorry I'm uh, here, but it's just keeping those hours. Like keep knowing that if you follow, if you follow the process, the success comes with it. So there were a reason that like the, the, the certain people are here in the morning. So there's a, a, a reason that, you know, picking up the phone at night. So, and, and, and doing the extra bit of research and, and closing your loans on time and communicating with people. So it's so important. So like that there's no secret recipe to, to what we do. And I think that absolutely, like I'm a, a great example you yeah. know, of that, of, of yeah, following the process. Yeah. You became a creature of habit and you were what I said when we kicked off the show, like why I thought you would be a fantastic first hire is besides being smart, I knew you were coachable. Like I knew you were coachable. And if you could, if you can be coachable and you can listen to episodes like this and say, that dude doesn't sound any different than me. And all I have to do is get in every day and follow the system, follow the roadmap, and I too will be successful. You're like, yeah, for the most part, as long as you're not an asshole and you're not a total idiot. Like you have to have, <laughs> you, you have to understand math. You, you have to understand some basic financial uh, principles. You have to be able to do research, find the answer. You have to be able to read a guideline and understand what it means. But if we get past that, that, that part of like average to above average intelligence, at this point, it's just a matter of coming in every morning yeah. and not trying to be perfect because it's if a tough thing to learn. <laughs> yeah. Not learn that today talking to you. If, if I'm trying to be perfect, then I won't be profitable. And, and profit is very much LO commission. You know, your ability to do seven loans instead of five means you made more money. Your ability to do 17 loans instead of seven made you that much more profitable. No, Kevin, I, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, this was really my opportunity to brag on you is my opportunity to to kind of put my pride and joy out there and and show you off a little bit and tell your story. Uh, before we conclude, is there anything else that uh, your journey, 
that that someone could could get a good tie down, a good takeaway. Um, like I'm thinking, even the mindset shift, because you had to go mindset shift from being the worker bee to being the leader bee. The the yeah the business operator yeah the the the, the queen bee really right. Uh, was there, I mean, I know the biggest shift you've already talked about, your hours. You went from, ha I get to work nine to five and maybe I come in at 9.15 and if I need to leave early, I'll ask Dio and he'll be like, yeah, whatever, bro. Um, and I get to go on vacation and go on a cruise and disappear for 10 days. Some days 14 if there's a hurricane <laughs> and my cruise ship doesn't come back. Wow, that's a whole nother episode of a podcast. Uh, Kevin and May's cruise adventures when they get stuck out in the Caribbean because there's a hurricane and they can't come back to the port. Um but so like I, I saw that shift in you, like where you're like, okay, I'm no longer working on workers' hours. I'm going to work on top producers' hours. That means I need to come in an hour early. That means I need to stay 30 minutes later. That means I need to make myself available nights and weekends versus usually leave here at five o'clock and be like, peace out, homies. I'll be back at nine or nine fifteen on Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there was there anything else that that you have learned through your adventure that is is noteworthy for this particular episode or is it something we need to come back to at a, at a future episode? I would be remiss if I didn't say that like having a, a support system at home doesn't help and having a great cheerleader that understands. So okay. that, and, and, and making sure like, again, if, if you are married, if you do have kids that there's going to be a sacrifice. So, and, and I'm so thankful that I have a wife that understands that like, Hey, if we are, you know, at the parks. So if we are going on date night to, to Epcot that I mean, need, need to pick up the phone. So, and, and I think that that's very, very important. And, and explaining that to, to well, was that a conversation that you and May had? Oh, absolutely. Like so, when, when you sat down and said, Hey, Dio's giving me this opportunity and I want to make sure I, I, I kick ass. I don't disappoint. And I, I make the, the most out of it where you like, but it's going to come with a price. Yeah. And she understands she, she completely understands that. So, and, and knows that, I mean, I tried not to, and if, and, and I try to keep to a minimum, you know, what I do. And there are certain days where she may go, I may get up like, like, let's just stop for a little bit Yeah, and, and I'll pause. So, but, but yeah, having, having a support system is, I love is, that. Is great. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, shout out to my wife because my wife throughout my whole career, <laughs> I've been fortunate. I've watched your hours. Like when I first, cause you, you did even crazier hours than I did. Yeah. So when, when, yeah, I was growing a brand to region and running a production team all at the same time. And it got to a point where my wife and kids were bringing Chick-fil-A up to the office so we could have family dinner yeah. that I was like, Ooh, you know, maybe this is not too healthy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I need some help. And that's actually kind of how we, we got to yeah. this full circle, you know, but, but no, like I've been fortunate and, and uh, I haven't always recognized that at least verbally recognized it, that I was able to put my career first. I benefited because my wife was willing to take a back seat with her career and if I had to work 12, 14 hours, I worked 12, 14 hours. If I couldn't go to a wedding because there was a really good opportunity to sit at a builder uh, model home that weekend and I could pick up four loans, yeah. then she flew to Chicago with our two-year-old by herself for that wedding. I stayed back. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a certain amount of sacrifice. And also you need, you need the people you do life with, whether they're your best friends, whether they're your spouses, your siblings to have your back and support you through it. Yeah. I love that. Let's let's leave it at that. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, we know you're Kevin Murphy on LinkedIn, and we also know you're Kevin Murphy, homeloans.com. That's correct. Cool. I'm Dustin Owen. He's Kevin Murphy. I'm available, too. If anyone's ever has any questions about stuff like that, just find me. So. You open up Pandora's box, homie. They're <laughs> going to call you. <laughs> we'll see. They're going to call you. You. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. Okay. Real quick. Sorry. Bills. If you're looking, I almost brought the Bills helmet in. We, we oh, had to stay. Yeah, and a Star with... Wars fan because Kevin brought in these props today. JC loves his props. Kevin brought in his own props. Shout out to all future guests. 
Maybe this is a thing that Kevin, the trend Kevin's going to start. You bring your own props. Huh? Uh, if not, JC gets to pick from one of the knickknacks that hang out in, in our offices here. Uh, but no, you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Yes. So Bills long Mafia. Long-suffering, long-suffering Bill, Buffalo Bills fan. Hey, you won't be suffering for much longer. That, <laughs> you all did great in the draft. Your team was really good last year, and it's young. But Bills Mafia is known as one of the best fan bases. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. If you put it out in the universe, John Coleman tells me it happens. T Loppers. The Lone Officer Podcast fans, T Loppers. They are going to give the Bills Mafia a run for their money. So you just threw it out there into the universe. Yeah, go ahead and contact me. Do you me. see what the Bills you, Mafia did last year, by the way? Are you really like, uh, hey, it's a lot to ask for T Loppers because they gave everything's in perspective. Hey, Lamar we're Jackson, young, do you we're saw new. This? We're young and new. T Loppers are young and new, okay? <laughs> But you threw it out there. I'm just going to give you a fair warning. You open Pandora's box. T. Lopper's going to be tuning in. He said, reach out to him. Reach out to him. Huh? Yeah, He'll answer your questions. He'll point you in the right direction. Um, but he is Kevin Murphy. I'm Dustin Owen. You're tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today. Check us out. Share us. Like us. Comment. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Let us know what you disagree with. And let us know what you like best. Peace.